and welcome to Fear Fun. This is the podcast where I get people into a room to ask them the question, what is your biggest fear? My name is Claire Beck. You're very welcome along. If you hadn't listened before, I recommend you check out our previous episodes. Um, the podcast is called Fear Fun. Some of the episodes get a little bit dark, get a little bit deep. We've done some live episodes where we've had audience members up on stage talking about their biggest fears. Um, we've had some people being incredibly honest about their experiences. Um, one that springs to mind would be Jess Cav, singer with Bark. Um, she spoke very honestly about her fears and uh, it was just really inspirational to hear. And then we have people like... Alison Spittle, who was on the last episode, episode uh, episode six with Ed Smith. And um, she's an absolutely hilarious woman, as you know. She has the Alison Spittle Show podcast here on the Headstuff Network. And um, she also, you know, it's TV, stand-up, doing all those things. So we kind of have everything in in between, you know. So some guests have talked about some very, very serious existential dread shall we say and then we have people like oh I don't know best-selling author Emer McLeisett who is deathly afraid of ketchup and she talked about that and I was kind of scared of ketchup as well by the end of her talking because um yeah yeah she really is terrified of it so um yeah please go back and listen and um I'm going to be joined today by two circus artists. Their names are Ashley Callig and Ronan Brady. Um, they are friends of mine. I met them maybe three or four years ago when I started training Ariel with Taking Flight in Dublin. Um, they're both teachers and then we started hanging out and um, they're just lovely. They're so dedicated to what they do. They're so talented. They work so, so hard. Um, so we do talk about fear. And um, then there's just kind of a general a, de- a general chat that we had um, talking about different things um, to do with, you know, working in the creative arts and with circus. We talk a lot about circus because we're all obsessed and, um, you know, how you could get involved if you really want to. And um, yeah, Ronan talks about being on Ireland's Got Talent. Um, Ashling talks about the feeling that she gets when she's spinning on her hoop and, you know, really, really, you know, she could make herself dizzy, but she chooses not to, all this kind of thing. So um, it's really, um, I really, really enjoyed talking to them. Um, they've got a show coming up, a uh, tour is starting this weekend, the 4th and 5th of May in the Drake Theatre out in Blanchardstown. So we talk a little bit about that as well. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you do, please subscribe to the podcast and you can rate and review as well on your chosen platform um, if you want to be really sound. Um, so here it is, episode seven of Fear Fun. I hope you enjoy it. He's got the noisiest face. Oh, I don't know where this has been. It's a little bit smelly. Hello. Welcome to the studio. Um, I am delighted to be joined by two superstars of the circus and aerial worlds. We have, to my left, Ronan Brady, and to my right, Ashling Nikialig. Welcome to the studio. Thanks so much for coming in. Thanks for having us, Claire. Yeah, it's great excited. to be here. How are you feeling? Because you are having a very, very, very busy few weeks. So tired. So tired. You're so tired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Ashling is more tired. Uh, Ashling has been doing the majority of the work on this project and I've basically just been showing up. So as tired as I feel. Not at all. She has to, <laughs> like, she has to try and clean her windows at a quarter to 12 at night time in her house. Um, I don't know if that's a necessity or if it's just kind of a nervous twitch no, thing. No, I think but I lost it there on Monday night. <laughs> you were cleaning your windows at a quarter to 12 at night? It, well, I attempted to at midnight and uh, Colin, my husband, and he was like, Ashling, bed now. Okay. <laughs> So you are in the final throes of rehearsing for your show, which is happening Mm -hmm. this weekend. Yes. On Friday. And Saturday at 8pm in Dreyacht Blanchardstown. Yeah. 
next week. And then the following week for the people that listen to this at their leisure. Mm -hmm. The following week we're in Athlone on the 12th and 13th. So Saturday night at 8 o'clock and then Sunday at 3 p.m. in the day. 3 p.m. in the day. Mm -hmm. So the kiddies can come. Mm -hmm. Ah, Or you could go twice. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an option. You could go at 3. You could go to Supermax, get a bit of dinner for yourself. And then you can go back at eight. Who eats <laughs> dinner in Supermax? Who eats Supermax? I don't get it. I know loads of people love it, but like it's just, I don't know, the smell's weird. Do you not think? They do good chips. Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah. I have on the way back from Limerick to Dublin, I do that a lot. And mm-hmm. if I stop into Moneygall, I'm like, oh, chips. Do a good Is chip, that the Obama Plaza chip? one? Yeah. I once oh, yeah. go there just to get a key ring. Have I'm you obsessed. seen that? There's cardboard. Have you been there? No, I have not. There's a cardboard cutout of Obama and Michelle. And if you can get the lighting just right... Um, well, I think it looks pre- it looks pretty real if you take a selfie with them. Okay. Catla put up a selfie. Have to try and, that. And uh, there was people commenting, "Oh my god, <laughs> are they, when did you meet them?" <laughs> I love how he's Obama and she's Michelle. <laughs> yeah, they're like we're on like first name terms. <laughs> yeah. With them. Like everyone in the world loves them. Well, not everyone in the world, but people who love them so much just get to call them by their first name. Obama's really you busy. You hear President so. Obama, and then you hear Michelle. I don't know. I just feel like yeah. we're mates. Like she's Michelle. We're yeah, women. Yeah. We like. Mm-hmm. Women in power. We we know each other. We all know each other. Yeah, Control all, everything quietly in the background here. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, guys, I am actually so excited um, to have you here in the studio because I, we are going to ask the question, what is your biggest fear? And we are going to talk a little about that. But also, how I know you guys is through circus. So mm-hmm. I think we should talk a little bit about circus and how brilliant it is and how... Um, how just you're nodding so vigorously there, Ronan, I love it. Mm-hmm. And how everybody should give it a go. Um, so, Ashton, we'll start with you. So, you kind of found it by accident, is that right? You went to the Aerial Dance Fest a few years ago. And yeah. tell us what happened from there. Um, I had just finished a degree in medieval history. And I was trying to sort of cast about what to do after the exams. Do I do a big holiday? Like, And then I saw an advertisement for this dance festival where you get to learn circus for two weeks and like they it's exactly what you'd think it would be as well they put you they show you a trapeze and you think oh they won't let me on it they'll probably make me do like a hundred exercises before I'm even allowed near it but then they're like do you want to get on yeah sounds straight I do hell yeah and the same (laughs) with the fabric and hoop and it was the best I only went up for one week out of the two and my the biggest mistake I think I ever made in my life was not doing two weeks that mm-hmm. first year. It was so hard to go home and know everyone else was going to do a second week. Yeah. And that was it. I was hooked. Like I couldn't. Anytime. The only other thing that hap- was happening like in, at the time uh, in Ireland would be um, like a, a workshop here or there. Mm-hmm. But not that often. So I went to Edinburgh. They had a big uh, aerial and acro convention there in September. And then nothing until right. Christmas and I got asked to be in a amateur um, sorry it wasn't an amateur but it was a, um, a new aerial company uh, made up of three people who'd never done aerial who'd done the same amount as I had oh wow uh, and then Neve Crilly was the the uh, head of it and she'd done a little bit before with paper dolls and we kind of learnt aerial for a show um, that premiered on the 4th of May 2012 Amazing, which is the same date as our premiere for this show, which is fourth of May, but it's twenty eighteen. Oh, see, it's come full circle, yeah. or is it a square? Oh, it was come full, reach. Yeah. No. I kind of tried to do it. But it has. I was actually yeah. thinking that, but without. So, just context: <laughs> the name of the show that the guys are uh, premiering at the weekend is "How to Square a Circle," and I was trying to do a little joke, but it's been a long day and it didn't really <laughs> land. Um, so Ronan laughed. <laughs> <laughs> he laughed so quietly. He's so tired. Um, yeah, so you, you kind of just went from there and got like more and more into it and started yeah, working and... Couldn't stop doing like any opportunity I had. Um, and I got more and more work bit by bit. I was working in a cafe to pay the bills um, and any opportunity I could. I was training and um, trying to travel places and get lessons wherever I could. And it just developed to the point at which... Uh, I was finally able to quit my cafe job after two years of that mm-hmm. and go full time as a performer. Amazing. That's so great. And Ronan, um, you, what were you doing before? You were doing a f- couple of other different things before you got into the aerial world. Uh, I was a secondary school teacher in Swinford in County Mayo. I was teaching engineering, technical graphics and mathematics to very enthusi- enthusiastic children. Um, mm-hmm. And they were great children. And... Uh, I was playing football with County Roscommon as well at the same time. And then and then found this, found Circus. 
mm-hmm. uh, which was which was a wonderful experience. As as Ash mentions, um, Ether Productions that she was in. I remember meeting them the first time, and there was herself, Jonathan, and Eve, and they're like, "Yeah, we've got a professional uh, circus company in Dublin." And I was like, "Man, I didn't even know that there was like circus companies in Ireland." And then I'm like, "Where's your space? Where do you? Tra- oh well, yeah, we." We don't have a we don't have a space. It's very hard to train. I was like, man, how do these people like they have Find a company? A they, they make shows, and I was like, <laughs> so Jesus, hard. how did how do they do it? Mm-hmm. Like now, it's much easier, and it's still difficult. It's I still, like, I still have to. I don't try know how you've done it back right, then. Where can I train today? Okay, so this place is open trainings at this time. No one's in this space. Maybe I can ask for the key for that space. Like it's still a real difficult to just train. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, amazing. It, I was I was so impressed that knowing what I know now that they had like established a company and were making shows and selling shows and only knowing that you would have this amount of rehearsal time but still like saying let's go for it like let's do it it was yeah. it, like it was really backing it was really backing yourself you know mm-hmm. which um hugely impressive yeah and it's like it's such a lovely little community as well isn't it like everyone's because it's kind of it's it's not that long ago that circus was just for circus families really mm-hmm. wasn't it so yeah. it was like you grew up in a circus family and your parents were trapeze artists or parents were clowns or whatever and then you carried on that family tradition and I think it's only in the last maybe 30 years or so the people outside of those families are kind of starting to learn so everyone's just kind of well what about and we can try the, and we can you know and everyone like just from like doing classes and stuff myself anyone I've, I've ever met has just been so supportive and just so yeah. lovely and everyone's so into it everyone's mm-hmm. brilliant I, I think that's really down to the the first aerial dance company that established here is Fidget Feet um, they were based in the UK for a while but they're, they're two Irish uh, directors uh, and they came back to Ireland in 2005 and they're they're kind of place that they come from is all from the heart they just want to share with so everyone yeah so wonderful and they they started the festival and everything's there they created this really supportive atmosphere and i think everyone's continuing to spread it which is really yeah. nice because um circus tends to be a, a nice place to work but not always there are i've spoken to people from other uh, countries and like within other communities and it's not always such a supportive place okay um so it's just so nice is that, that this like competition because there's not yeah. that much work or okay yeah it's or like just sort of competition and sort of new uh, anyone new coming in everyone who's already established is a bit like who's like what's who's this right okay. rather than like oh, more people hey come yes. play <laughs> which is what Ireland is like yeah. we should plug the festival actually why not yes. um, so it's called the Irish Aerial Dance Festival and it happens every year in Letterkenny in Donegal and mm-hmm. it's basically we call it Disney World for, for aerialists yeah. because you go to Donegal for two weeks and you do aerial all day and then you go home and you're staying in apartments with loads of other aerialists and you talk about aerial all evening and you cook yeah, together and you drink and wine, you drink wine and, and, you, and you hang out and yeah. like there's a, people cry all the time because <laughs> um, it's just so emotional and, and like you basically they're so exhausting and then people are comparing their bruises and mm-hmm. we know a woman who twisted her spleen yes. on a rope trick that went wrong and I might need to stop you there Claire because it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't, sound it's like it's not really selling it compare bruises what I was going to say is despite like all the physical pain and you know the emotional breakdowns and stuff like it is actually so lovely you learn so much at the Mm -hmm. end of it and I've never heard anybody come away from it go it's okay but it wasn't great like everyone always and you come away with friends that like I know that the people I met at the festival I'll I'll be friends with for the rest of my life and even if we stop making contact or we drift Mm. apart geographically I'll always remember them in my heart as like they're my friends so lovely but yeah no I know exactly what I mean it sounds like but this is still the Fear Fun podcast by the way yeah. we, this isn't like the cult of circus this isn't like a, a, a cult that we're trying to drag you into we do think that you should go and try a trapeze or a hoop or mm-hmm. a, any kind of an aerial class there's loads all over Ireland yeah. and they're really really cool um, so Ronan you um, you were playing you were working as a teacher correct and then you were playing football yes and um, what happened then that you kind of like, what was your first taste of, you kind of went, hang on, maybe I will try. Like, what was your first apparatus that you tried? The first apparatus was probably a silk, I would say, an aerial silk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was down in Carrick and Shannon with uh, a coach called Shane Houlihan, who used to be my English teacher when I was in secondary mm-hmm. school. Um, and he, when we were in the secondary school, he like, he, 
he bought his own Olympic standard trampoline and and there was like this spare building <laughs> out to the side of the school and he started doing classes in the evening. So when I was maybe like 16, maybe 17, like transitioning, maybe pre-leaving cert, um, he was doing these classes in the evening. So there was just like, mm. it could barely fit in the room. You're not going to not have a go of an Olympic yeah. size no. trampoline. Like no, what like a way to lure so people good. in. <laughs> yeah. <Brilliant. laughs> And then, and then I knew that he got into um, some aerial circus, and I'd gone away and I'd do, done my football thing, and I got injured. I had to take a year out, and then I contacted him. I said, "Are you still doing this?" I'm like, "Gonna try and build up my core strength." Were you kind of going a bit way. mad that you couldn't train? Like, yes, yeah. yeah okay. So this was kind of my my rest period, I suppose. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, call down. This will definitely help you." And started doing silks and rope, and uh, yeah, that that like introduced me to the world, and then I went to the Ariel Dance Festival, and it was there that I tried a <laughs> sear wheel, mm-hmm. um, and 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 that was kind of my way in. I like okay. kind of saw a gap in the market essentially. I was like, nobody's doing this here. It was always yep. something I was interested in, and I'm like, let's let's have a go at this thing. Can you explain for people listening who don't know what a sear wheel is, what a sear wheel is? Yeah, so a sear wheel is a, a large circus, a large circle, um, <laughs> a large, um and. It's they're kind of size specific. You stand inside it and you rotate and you do kind of acrobatic movements. And I suppose to to say the Vitruvian Man is kind of the best way to describe or to give people an image of what it's what it's like. Um, so it's essentially one ring. So it's called a wheel or a hoop, mm-hmm. or call it whatever you like. But it's it's super fun, and any anybody can get into that. You don't need flexibility. You don't need upper body strength. You don't need anything. You just need. A will and a bit of balance and coordination. I do it. not believe you for a second. <laughs> it looks so hard. It's so impressive, though. It's yeah. so impressive. I've actually never tried it because I'm just an incredibly clumsy person, and I'm convinced <laughs> you're putting your hand up as <laughs> yes, well. Exactly. Why I'm convinced I that I would it. just break myself open. Like yeah. I just, I don't know. I'd do something stupid. I wouldn't be able to hold on or whatever. Um, there's definitely people listening now that are going. Oh, that's your man from Ireland's Good yes. Times. Oh, God. <laughs> or other people going, isn't that the hot guy from Riot? Mm-hmm. Also. Who does the striptease. Yeah, so we'll go back a little bit. So you kind of became a, a national media darling there for a while, didn't you? You love when people call you that too. That's the first time I've been called that, but that's probably the nicest on way it's ever, ever been called. Put it on a business card. Yeah, what was so it again? National media darling. National media yeah, darling. Yeah, so... Um, Yes, so Riot, which was Panty's show in the fridge a couple of years ago. How did you get involved in that? How did that whole thing come about? Um, I got... Um, Ashling, Ashling got me into that show, essentially. Um, <laughs> you got, well, I suggested you and then you got yourself in. Because um, I think this is probably maybe I'd contacted you. Yeah, yeah, they were then, looking for an aerialist. Who can and also do a strip tease. <laughs> no, they didn't say... Okay. At the time, that, that they didn't have a plan for what that aerialist was going to do. Right. They just knew they wanted one. Okay. Uh, and uh, they they contacted me and I wasn't available. So I got back to them and I was like, oh, I loved it. It sounded brilliant because they described what Riot was going to be. Um, but I said, I do know a guy who does cereal and he can do aerial as well. But cereal is a speciality. You should really... I'd really recommend him. Uh, and then they got in touch with him and... Yeah, I sent them. I sent them a demo which I had, I had just made, um, with Fidget Feet at a creative intensive, um, down in in Limerick, and uh, sent them that, and I'm like, this this is what I've got, and Deirdre Malloy sent me back an email going, uh, are you just a, a hoop guy or have you got anything else? <laughs> I was like, oh man, like how do I so impress proud. these people? <laughs> yeah. So then I had a seven second Snapchat video of me doing like a meat hook on a set of straps, and I couldn't do straps. Okay. I sent them this. I'm like, well, I've 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 been experimenting with this apparatus, and they're like, yeah, we'll have that too. Right. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> we should explain meat hook as well. Oh um, yeah. Just yeah. for people oh, who aren't Jesus. listening. So I guess what would you say? You you kind of. I'm trying to. I'm like, you God. straddle back and then you basically you go upside down and your body's like over to one side in this mm-hmm. really beautiful shape and you're hanging by one arm. And yeah. You put Is your that arse good? Over yeah. your head. Basically. With your arse over your in head. One arm. It's yeah. extremely difficult, and yeah. impressive. So that that was it, and then they said uh, we'll have that as well, and um, kind of said we'll be going into rehearsals, and it was like two or three months or something, and um, uh, we'll see what you have. And I was like, man, now I got to make something for two or three months, like, mm-hmm. and I had nothing, I had nothing, and I got Ash, and I'm like, Ashlyn, can you like, just show me some stuff? And Ash just choreographed I, I the whole thing. I had nothing. I did. So I was like, so I'm it, on the hoop. I do this. <laughs> I'm on fabric. I do that. So you had so. no, you'd never choreographed. You'd never done anything like that. No. 
So that must have been kind of terrifying. You're like, you have the job. Woohoo. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now what do what I do? Now? Yeah. But in, in, in like, in essence, I had nothing to lose. You know, it was great because I was like, I just explained. I oversold myself a little bit. And then when we met, <laughs> I remember meeting Philly. Um, and he was, we were discussing the whole thing. And he was like, uh, you know, I just said, look, this, this is what it is. This is where I've come from. It's where I am now. Um, I'm not a highly trained circus artist, but I have this story. This is what I am, and I'm willing to work really hard. And he's like, um, he's like, are you, are you scared? I'm like, I'm absolutely petrified. He's like, okay, we're all in the same place. He's like, let's go for this. <laughs> let's really. go for this. And, and I like that honesty. We worked together, yeah, and they really helped me. So what was the story that you brought to him? Oh, I, the, I, I suppose the story was coming from, coming from one place, coming from the GAA, starting up something something brand new and kind of uh, I, I then I left teaching I quit my job and went pursuing this full time which was um, also scary yeah <laughs> not necessarily the most thought out uh, decision but um, one I'm glad of now anyway uh, yeah it was scary it was scary and, and and a good story people love the story yeah yeah so so you got to um, like I mean the, sh- it might, the show might tour again so we're not going to like give the whole thing away but you got to basically go on stage um, with a bit of your own story uh, do cool circus stuff and that was your job for a few months like yeah. that's unbelievable so yeah. it was Dublin Fringe and then where did you go with it after that Dublin Fringe and then the following year we relaunched it in uh, in Vicker Street and, and they, they, they jazzed the whole Vicker Street out in, in Pop Baby style um, that was a, a complete sellout run um, and then that took us to Sydney, Melbourne, and New York. After that, and we're just going. We're going to Toronto now in in June. For That's a amazing. Weeks. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Like it's super. Yeah, it's been a it's been a ride. You still look a little like even when you're talking about it, your face kind of goes a bit. Oh God. <laughs> yeah, it's it. it's ridiculous, and it 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 all happened so fast, and then we just came we came back from there, and we were straight straight into this next thing. I mean, you know when things come real fast. Yes, and you're straight into the next thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't actually get, you know, get a time to, I suppose, Let digest what just happened. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of on to the next thing. You're like, oh yeah. And sometimes it's just a photograph on Facebook. You're like, man, that happened. Like yeah. we were in, we were in Azerbaijan a year ago, and I'm like, Jesus, I what were you yeah. doing I in totally Azerbaijan? I totally forgot about that. Yeah, we were, we were there for six weeks for um, the opening closing ceremony for the fourth Islamic Solidarity Games. Wow. <laughs> amazing mm. flying through a stadium hanging from oh, a moon it was incredible yeah from we a moon yeah we were yeah. doing like a duo sling thing together hanging from this mechanical moon that's turned mm-hmm. <laughs> well it was yeah when it worked <laughs> yeah and um yeah like right 30 meters up over the stadium and full of people incredible incredible oh and then in the opening ceremony we did a catherine wheels with fireworks coming off them and yeah. that came through the stadium as so that was like flying in the air unbelievable so much fun so when you're saying like the moon when it works like you guys have just come from a tech rehearsal now what do you do on stage when something like first of all did the moon for the actual ceremonies did the moon turn it did okay fantastic but when it wasn't working you're like up however Mm -hmm. high in the air like what would you have done like if you were just stuck there do you like improv while trapped hanging upside down the first thing is like okay how do i keep safe because um this particular thing when the moon tipped these steel bars came really close to where we were spinning oh, so the first thing would be like okay the moon's not mo- working grab everything stop the spin and now jazz hands <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> do something yeah and like probably the toughest thing about that we were making choreography and we were in islamic in an islamic kind of state and um, they were like, yeah, that won't work, that won't work, that won't work because um, your pelvises are coming too close together and it, it looks like you're that doing something sexual. else. And we're like, oh, oh Like half man. of our choreography, more than half of our choreography had to get thrown out. Yeah, they're like, not that, not that, not that. What Definitely else have you got? not that. Like, oh, man, that's kind of... That's it. That's <laughs> kind of the spine of, of our of our mm-hmm. act here. Yeah. Yeah, so that was that's, difficult. That's one thing about Arius. Like, I remember when my first ever class is the teacher saying, uh, welcome to Ariel. We all touch each other a lot uh, because we have to, to keep mm-hmm. safe and to help each other. And, you know, you're just going to have to get used to it. Yeah. Um, you know, and there is, there's a lot of kind of like, oh, over you go. And mm-hmm. like, yeah, just, you have to just grab onto whatever to keep your partner safe or yeah. to, yeah. you know, yeah, and like you can't be shy about it. And pelvises and every, you're just like, wah, as long, and the other person, you never mind as long as 
You know, they're keeping your head off the floor. So you're like, grab anything, (laughs) grab a nipple if it's going to stop my head. I'm going to have to stop you there again because you're selling it to the wrong kind (laughs) of people. Jesus, there's going to be two Once again, not a cult. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a cult. Um, God, like that's that's just incredible. And I must say, I love like looking at like both of your faces when you talk about stuff that you've done. You just get so happy and so excited about it. But like, I know like it is, it's so difficult. Like it's so for any kind of... for a a creative person um it's so difficult because you're putting yourself out there um you know you don't necessarily you might have like you said Ronan like loads of jobs in a row and then you've got like this um period where you mightn't have anything on and you're like oh "Oh, crap yeah Yeah. you know Mm -hmm. then you start stress cleaning your windows at midnight like Ashley did um but yeah Jesus I mean I don't know if you're even the right people to be coming on this show because it doesn't seem like you're afraid of anything if you're hanging off moons and well, heights Doing all isn't these mad one. Things. Heights is not one but thing. But there are there are things okay, that so definitely scare we'll me. Start asking. Tell us what is your biggest fear, if um, you have one. Well, very much in my mind at the moment is the fear of being on stage and having nothing to do, or having to speak, and knowing I'm going to forget my lines. Okay, because I don't normally speak, so it's. And also I'm normally, uh, when I'm on stage, I'm with the thing that I'm doing aerial with, which is usually hoop. Okay. So when that's not there and I have to just move in some way, I just freeze, like is completely it, freeze up. It's like that thing, I don't know what to do with my hands. Ah, it's like yeah, but it's my entire everywhere. body. I'm like, I forget how to walk. <laughs> just walk <laughs> on and I'm like, how do I walk? I can't remember. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, and have you ever had a situation where you were like in a... a production that had spoken bits that you had to talk lines that's the word I'm like spoken bits it's late people <laughs> <laughs> but you ever had lines or anything that you've forgotten um I did have I actually didn't forget them but I was so sure I was going to the only time I ever did uh, a show at lines before this one we actually have lines in the one we're doing now um was for it was sort of um I used to boast, oh, I've done a show in Montreal, you know, an aerial show, but I actually didn't get to do any aerial. Um, I was filling in for the contortionist, but I can't obviously do contortion at all. Um, So I was just speaking her lines, but not doing any of the contortion. So I had, for the first time, like I had a script that I had to learn and I was terrified the whole time. Prom sucks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was yeah. I had that was the, the first line I had the to first shout. Line it. Was what prom sucks? Oh, the show was called uh, Cirque Prom, and okay. it was uh, just based around. It was kind of like a variety show, but it was based around we're all at prom, and I'm the kid who hates prom, and I'm real goth, and mm-hmm. so my first I've got to shout right up like prom sucks, <laughs> and the first time I was rehearsing it, the director was like, "Okay, sweetie." We're going to have to work on that. <laughs> oh, and you're like, Shit. I'm so out of my comfort zone <laughs> yeah. here. I was like, mom sucks. Yeah. So in the, in the kind of, you, you know, you, I suppose sticking with your history of like pushing yourself and throwing yourselves into um, things, you've written this whole show mm-hmm. um, and you put lines in it just as an extra little layer of yeah. terror. terror. That, that was a Ronan idea, wasn't it? Yeah. Ronan? How did that come about? <laughs> he said, I'd like to speak in this show. And I said stupidly, Okay. That wasn't what you said. I don't. You're like, oh, we can, we can uh, maybe look at that. Yeah. Maybe, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, crap, crap, crap. <laughs> I know he's right because it'd be cool, but I don't want to do it. I, yeah. So I've never spoke. I don't think I've ever spoken in a show before. So it's um, it's something that'd be I'd be interested in doing. It's like it's mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit scary. So it's like let's do it, and it's our show. Let's mm-hmm. play with it. We can we could drop it at any moment, but also and we have <laughs> and then yeah, put it back in and then drop it and then put it back in. But when you see so when you see somebody perform and they haven't sp- um, and they haven't spoken, you don't hear their voice. They're they can become this kind of mystical creature, and that's that's kind of nice. But mm-hmm. then I love I love seeing the human beso- behind behind the thing, or I love mm-hmm. I love kind of removing not a mask because you can act and and speak with a mask. But um, I like to I like to hear their voice, and and we've kind of added in elements that are that are very much. Um, me and Ash because anytime I've seen circus come to Ireland or circus in Ireland or some shows you've watched you just watch it and you just assume that these are um, some people from a circus family or a far off land who are Magical given powers. yeah and they're just given <laughs> these these gifts they haven't worked for them they just have them and they're amazing and that's great um, 
but I very much have a Roscommon accent and that is like to just speak in your accent is an identifiable mm-hmm. trait and I think that would be lovely in a show that we could do ourselves um, so I just want to make the the performer more real I suppose or more yeah we're just normal pe- anyone could do what we're doing exactly it just takes exactly. a bit of training that's not true <laughs> it is true <laughs> It just takes it's a couple so years. hard. It's so hard. It's so wonderful, but I think that just you're very, you're very much underselling yourselves. The two of you, like you're so talented at what you do. Come on, come on. It's not like <laughs> anyone could just go to the gym every day and like be fine. Um, yeah, well, it's it's mad because we've come into the the circus kind of world and, and we've travelled and trained and different things. And the more people we encounter, sometimes it can be a negative because you, you meet these people and they've all been to circus schools. You're like, oh, I've spent four years in this place and three years in this place, and they're like. 24 and you're like Jesus oh, man crap. Like, yeah. yeah and they're, they're like 7 years like full time training behind them you're like man what's the point but then you just kind of have to look back at, at the bits that we've done and you're like well you know what we've got we've got on okay at you know just kind of going after it yourself you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. nothing kind of no professional like a full time course or anything but it's like make the best of what you have and build on top of that and keep making keep making the mm-hmm. best of that you know so um, that's kind of something we're doing with the show. It's very much like take your hand, take your hand to whatever. If you want to go at something, like really just invest your time and your effort into it. it. It can happen. It can totally happen. And like that's on different levels. Maybe you get to be a professional, or whatever. Or maybe you just get a certain amount of competency or whatever it is. But like to just go for it, whatever it is you want to go for. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a thread that I that's important mm-hmm. to me yeah. to be in the show yeah. anyway. Definitely. And I think that's a that's very much like my experience for with Ariel. Like I started maybe three or four years ago and I've dipped in and out like I was away traveling and then I just I didn't have cash to pay for classes or whatever. You know, so you kind of come and go. But it's just everyone's just so encouraging, you know, and like that. um, I did a class with um, a guest teacher was over and I found out afterwards she was like 18. And I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) this woman has no spine. She has the strongest core of anyone ever. Like like you were kind of saying, you kind of go, what's the point? You're like, well, hang on a second. But she was so encouraging, Mm -hmm. like everyone in the class, all different levels. There are people that are, you know, very, very um, much beginning. There was people that were almost a professional level and every single person she was going around going, oh, do you know what you can do? You can do this and then you can do mm-hmm. that and then you can you're not able to do that yet but you can work on it by doing this and they're just no one's ever like stadia i can't believe you can't do <laughs> loads of meat hooks or yeah. loads of whatever everyone's yeah. like yeah, yeah let's give it a go mm-hmm. but i think like that's a what you said there ronan like just to kind of whatever you want to go for just go for it i think that's like a general life lesson and yeah. the other thing don't be comparing yourself to other people because oh, you're just our, gonna feel terrible that's almost yeah, yeah. one of our lines actually. oh really yeah, yeah. Oh, that's in there, yeah, but it's something we always fall foul to. Like mm-hmm. we're here saying, saying certain things, and we'll go on Instagram or we'll walk into a into a room with a certain amount of people, and you're like, "Oh, I'll I'll do a straps act that has been in Sydney, Melbourne, New York, is going to Toronto, and I'll walk into rooms and see other people training straps and go, I'm not putting mine up. I'm not, <laughs> oh, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And and then you end up training, and and this person happens to catch you, and they're like, "Oh, they're, you're doing this, whatever," and 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 they'll show you something. They'll help you. They're like, "Oh, we can we can train tomorrow. We can." Yeah. Let's, and you're like, "Oh man, that's that big deal from that certain show. Who's coming over helping me out?" And everyone's just so somebody nice. trying to get by. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, absolutely. You know? Yeah. And then they were probably looking at you being like, oh my God, there's that lad that did that huge tour and like was on TV <laughs> yeah. and all that kind of stuff and I haven't done anything. You know, that kind of way, like everyone's got their own little thing if you're comparing it to mm-hmm. um, other people. Yeah. Um, so like, I want to, can I ask, I, I need to ask you about Ireland's Got Talent. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. That I was. really admire you. I think you've got this really cool way of like your brilliance on... Uh, like you're always on like Snapchat and Instagram and doing little videos and stuff um, and they're very entertaining cool. um, the ones that you do but you're really good at like put like this uh, God, as the words are coming out of my mouth they're going to sound really patronising I don't mean like that but I was going to say you're really good at like putting yourself forward and doing stuff <laughs> just being like I'm just going to give this a go you know and it's kind of like sometimes I look at your videos and I'm like oh fair play to him like Ronan's doing something else and he just mm-hmm. goes and he does things like he's always doing something mm-hmm. like that's really cool so like did you just go ah feck it like oh, I'll just apply and see if I get in um, or how I, did that come about I think Ireland's got talent essentially essentially contact you know a lot of, they could contact a lot of talent mm-hmm. um, and and they'll invite some people to to apply and I was invited to apply um, I was very busy at the time 
mm. how the square circle was coming up and I knew um, I knew that it was going to be on television around um, what was whenever it was on like a month ago um, so I was like man it could like it could be really good marketing wise so it might be good to be on the television around that time um, and Ireland's Got Talent is a, is a funny one because within in the circus in so there's um, you can be a sellout by going on on shows like this for going in the mainstream. You, you can, um, you can be like reducing an art to some kind of a commercial. What like that? Uh, yeah, you can. People just look down on it in a sense that there's sometimes who? people who don't apply th- themselves. I could just sit at home. Or no, there's like it. It exists. It exists okay. within in within in. I suppose it's it's people's different opinions on it. Like uh, some people can be very vocal about it, and others. You know, not not so much, and can be encouraging. But um, I know that if I was a kid, and I had seen some lad from Roscommon get up and do something like this, you know, I'm like, well, m- maybe somebody else is going to go down some other kind of avenue. I, I very much felt out of out of place on on the show. It was like I wasn't singing, I wasn't dancing. Yeah, you know, I was like looking around, kind of, oh man, am I supposed to be here? Um, but anyway, I. I went out and kind of showed some stuff and I was like, this is, this is important to be shown to to the people of Ireland and to show that there's a really good circus community in Ireland. It's, you know, it's at a at a very high level and um, to get that story across as well, I came to it at 25, 26 and that's late to start anything, but you can still get to a level of proficiency and achieve a certain level of success. And because there's so many gymnastics clubs, oversubscribed gymnastics clubs, like dance clubs, in this country and I suppose when you get to a point of where you've finished competing at mm-hmm. we'll say you know a, a teenage level um, wh- what do you do with all that skill and there's there's performance avenues that I never knew were available um, and I suppose just to put just to put that out there you know that, yeah. that you can do other things with these skills instead of oh yeah I used to be a gymnast I used to be a dancer yeah but now I'm this and I just kind of parked all those hours and, and hours that you put into a yeah a skill or a talent and just kind of go well what, I, what was I going to do with it um, yeah I just thought it was important to show yeah to show I, that was well that was when I saw that you were doing it and then you got into it was the semi-final yeah yeah, yeah. and like when I saw that I was like oh my god like I really hope that somebody sees that and goes oh I didn't even know that was a thing I'm going to give that a go yeah that's that, kind that of was the plan that was the plan yeah so I know there's definitely like a, like the there's Belfast, Emmons up in Belfast, there's the fidget feet people down Limerick Clare, mm-hmm. um, there's a bunch of people, Rhea and Shane and everyone in Dublin, is um, doing kind of like hoop, silks, rope, um, trapeze. Mm-hmm. Is there anywhere you can actually train stairwheel? Like, are there classes anywhere in Ireland? No, even I struggle with that. I struggle with that. When I'm in at, ho- at home in Athlone, um, there's a community centre beside me which are really good and they're really busy, but they let me in. Um, I, c- I can train there once I get in before 9.30 in the morning. So I'm in at eight o'clock and I train for an hour and a half and then that's my, okay. that's my, because otherwise I've got to like rent an entire hall for myself and it's, it's, it's difficult. You need a lot of room. Mm-hmm. So it's like the same struggles that, mm-hmm. that Eater had, you know, getting set up or anyone has at the moment. It's like, you just kind of have to, you have to make these things work, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, like you did when you were setting up your company. We didn't, they didn't have a space. You didn't have a place to go training and it was like, we let's make it work. Let's. Let's find. Let's find mm-hmm. a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a little bit harder, I suppose, for cereal because, like you said, you need a large flat space. Yeah, and then you need a wheel that's kind of specific t- to your height mm-hmm. or relatively close. Like, if anyone wants to get into it, by all means, you know, write me an email or contact yeah. me on any of the socials, and, well, and was, we'll try and figure something yeah, out. Like, that was my next. So, do you like just? Did you get like YouTube videos, or did you go abroad <laughs> abroad to train, or like what way? I I fell over a lot when I was a teacher. I was in secondary school and in between classes, so I wasn't a full like I was I was full time, but I wasn't on full hours. So I had a lot of a lot of free periods in between, and some days you might be starting at nine, finished at ten, and kind of be on again at two o'clock, mm-hmm. and you've got this period of time. So as I was like talking to the PE teacher on you, I'm like, hey, when when's the gym free? And I'd like get forty minutes, and I'd be down there spinning around, like putting paper up on the glass doors so the kids wouldn't be looking in. I was in just going to say, they're like, look at what Sir's doing. Yeah, yeah, in the gym. yeah, exactly that. <laughs> He's fell on his face again. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's all I was doing. I was just falling and falling and so falling. So you were just like in school, and then like training, like that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was it. Like, I suppose I could have been planning for classes or something, maybe, but. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I just went with this instead. You know, grants, grants. <laughs> yeah. You can fit it all in, sure. What else would you be thinking about? Only lesson plans when you're yeah. trying not to smash your face open on mm-hmm. a stair wheel. And what was it about that? Like, sorry, I'm just, I have so many cereal questions. Like, what was it about that that you went, that's the one that I want to go for? Like, did you try loads of different ones? And um, I did. So I suppose by going to the Aerial Dance Festival, uh, I, I saw that the levels were really high. And then the more that I seen, like, I was strong, I was physically strong. So um, I could muscle my way through different things and you'll tend to do things. I, mm-hmm. I would say people would show sequences and tricks. And I would get the sequence and the trick and then I'd like I'd get it, it'd be grand. And then I'd watch it and I'd go, it looks very different to that other person who isn't as strong as me, but very efficient and has lines and moves very efficiently. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, they're they're doing it nice and it, it aesthetically looks well. And I'm like, man, I just don't look good in these things. So um, I just got into the wheel. I'm like, yeah. I don't need I don't need the mobility that other people have. And I wasn't very good at it. So and because I wasn't very good at it, it was kind of. Um, sometimes I'll take the things quite easily but this was something I didn't mm-hmm. do and it was a little bit like it was goading me or it was kind yeah. of going you're not you're able like, for it so I was like yes I will <laughs> yes I will exactly like that so I, mm. I pursued it and it was something the conditions were right I could use the school um, I, I could I had the facilities in which to make one and then mm-hmm. we I could Just yeah we could make there. it work yeah yeah I want to tell a little story about uh, Ronan Brady and his strength or maybe perhaps not knowing his own strength. Right. So a few years ago, up in taking flight in Dublin, um, I was kind of I was doing some trapeze. I was doing some silks at the time. Turns out I hate silks. I know that now. <laughs> I hate them. And mm-hmm. I was just trying so hard to get to it, but I just didn't have the strength. And I was like, oh, I really want to get stronger. And I saw that Ronan was doing a strength and conditioning class. I was like, oh, this is going to be brilliant. I'm going to be buff. Oh, this is so good. Um, so starting the class at Ronan. And I don't know what it was about this one particular day. Maybe it was that there was other teachers in the class and you thought it would be okay to like level it up a little bit. But you set up a circuit for us to do. And it was so difficult. So we were doing a circuit, like three or four different things. And you had us doing, I think it was like 10 pistol squats on each leg was one of the stations. A pistol squat, it's kind of one leg's in front of you and then you're squatting all the way down to the ground and back up. Uh, Just to explain for anybody who is interested and probably don't care if you don't know what it is but anyway <laughs> um so he was he was doing he was like i'll train with you and going around the circle and there's myself and um funnily enough the woman who twisted her spleen at the aerial dance fest <laughs> okay. jen and um, but we were going around doing all that and we were too stubborn to say that we couldn't like that we were in agony and we just powered through it and then the next day turned up to trapeze class and no one could do anything do you remember this oh she had to in. email you and ask you did yeah. he have to talk to you about like just leveling it down a bit. But it was, there was there was three or four of us in trapeze the next day and all we had to do was a low trapeze and all we had to do was sit, we were supposed to sit down on the ground so that we could straddle under it as like a conditioning thing and no one could sit and there was just like these four grannies like, Oh God! <laughs> trying to sit down and then sit back up, and we weren't right. It was a full week because we turned back up the next Tuesday for your class, and we were like, "Mercy, mercy!" We only just so maybe there was a lesson in stubbornness there for all of us. But you were grand. You I, were strolling yeah. around the next day, not a bother on you. Probably went in a little hot on that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you live and learn, don't you? But you were just—you were, were so excited. You're like, "Oh, this is brilliant!" Like we're, you know, we're we're training now. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all keeping up with me. Yeah. Probably the most stubborn thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> well done. Well, well done, done. For, for putting up with it and me. <laughs> Sorry it was about that. One of the time I was like, I'm going to yeah. show him. He's not beating me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that's, I, yeah. <laughs> that's basically what our relationship is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, right, I'll show him. Just a competition. <laughs> are, you compa- are you competitive with each other? Yeah, very. Very. Okay. So we should say, so you're not a couple, but you're a duo. Yes. Yes. So yeah. we both have our our own couples, our own significant others mm-hmm. outside you, of circus. But you've got you. But you're circus married. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like I you guess, hang yeah. out all the time. You don't have sex and you fight. So you're circus married. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although we've been pretty. We don't really fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jesus, that's um, one. Although I'd like to speak for all married people, we do sometimes have sex. <laughs> As in, with my husband, not with, <laughs> not with each other. <laughs> oh, it's all good night now. It only took four, 42 minutes before before the real filthy personalities came yeah. out and the professional ones dropped. Um, 
But Ash, you have a very specific circus skill as well. Um, so hoop is your baby, really, isn't it? Yeah, you it's absolutely my baby. Um, but um, specifically spinning. Oh yes, like I I'm a spinner. I love spinning. Mm-hmm. I love like it's it's just and again not a cult, but everybody <laughs> yeah. go and try a circus class because it's the tits. It's amazing. But I absolutely love spinning, and I only got to do like a full proper kind of two weeks of it at IADF last year, and I was just like, this is amazing. Um, but like I I've never seen anybody spin it like I saw the little clip you put up the other day like oh here's just like a casual clip from my new video and I don't even understand like how you're <laughs> doing the things that you're doing in it like so how did you did you just kind of do that one day and then go yeah this is my thing this is what I'm going to work really really hard on and it took me a while to get to it it probably I've been doing Ariel now seven years uh, this June would be like from the first time I very started uh, and it took about three years for me to figure out what I liked best it kind of went from fabric to, to like oh yeah hoop and then back to fabric and then rope was I was like rope rope this is cool this is a rope that I'm gonna do stuff on and then I went back to hoop and then it, it just stayed with hoop and mostly because you can spin on it yeah and just when I was a kid I used to get my dad had a spinny chair me and my sister would take it in turns to get on the spinny chair and then we'd spin each other as fast as we could until oh, we fun. got sick basically <laughs> or if dad was home he'd spin us both of us on the chair mm-hmm. and it was so much fun when friends came over they'd be like can we play on the spinny chair and actually a friend of mine, when we were about seven or eight, she married the spinny chair in a very uh, uh, serious ceremony because she wanted to make sure that she got dibs on it when she was <laughs> over. Um, and it's kind of like that. It's like rediscovering that fun, that like um, that weird sensation you get in your chest when you first start getting yeah, dizzy. It's like fluttery and you're kind yeah. of flying. And, and But you yeah. can... I, what I do when I warm up on my hoop is I do my I do a little bit of warm up and then I do my first spin of the day where I always uh, allow myself to feel that that flutter and my feet tingle and then uh, then I kind of pack oh sorry I just hit my <laughs> hit myself my gesticulations um, and then I pack it all the way and start uh, sort of there's like a way people ask me if I get dizzy and I I don't but I could if I wanted to. That makes sense. Yes, there's like a way to just tune that out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's taken a while to to get that. I kind of learnt how to spin as I went along, so I only got faster and faster, slow, like bit by bit. Mm-hmm. So uh, if any, if I try to spin as fast as I spin now, from the start, I would have been sick and dizzy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No. Fair enough. It's it's just it's brilliant. It's such a, it's just such a. I think as well the people they're either like I'm not a spinner or they're like I'm a spinner yeah. or like you either love it or hate it. When you're a spinner you're either a right spinner or a left spinner and it's really unusual to find an ambi spinner. You'll either go clockwise or counterclockwise. I go anti. I, 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 like just for my own enjoyment nowhere <laughs> near what you can do but I, yeah anti-clockwise is like my I can go faster I can't the other way you can do it but it's not It as, feels weird yeah, yeah it's like it your strange weird. side you're like what is what this? What is going on? Yeah and I've met one ambi spinner who's like you have a side? Weird. And I'm like, you don't? <laughs> That's so odd. Oh my goodness. Um, so uh, Ronan, you thought you were getting away with it, didn't you? <laughs> Tell us, what's your biggest fear? <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. My biggest fear um, is, it, it was a different, you, like you gave us the heads up on it and I was like, oh Yeah, man, just have a think about it, but don't think too much about it. Yeah, my biggest, I, it's, it's getting too comfortable in anything. It, and, and I think kind of it goes back to what you, you're kind of seeing if you watch a video or you watch, oh, this, he's doing something else. And um, it was something I was finding when I was teaching and I was getting very comfortable at that. And it was kind of scary. And I started flashing forwards, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to wake up 65 as a teacher in the same school and I'll just look back and go, what have I done? I've just done the same thing for every day for the last. So I guess there's, there's a fear of kind of doing the same thing over and over or, or um, not catching myself and, and looking back and going, oh man, I, I haven't I haven't moved on or I haven't done anything. Because I guess I see life as almost like a, a collection of experiences and a collection of people. And um, the more things you can experience, the better, because we all start to form opinions on different groups and different people and different things and often we'll start knocking things that we've never tried or never kind of got involved in and um, like I don't think I would have went to a circus until I got involved in circus yeah that kind of way you know and I would have had a very 
um, a very narrow-minded view of the circus, the circus community and the circus industry, you know, um, until I got in and seen the work that goes on and how hard people work and um, how somebody can just go, I really, really like hula hooping and and devote all their time and energy to hula hooping. And you're just like, man, that's that's deadly. That's class. Um, yeah, so I, I think my biggest fear is getting too comfortable at anything. And if I ever find myself in a comfortable place, I get kind of antsy and itchy and I'm like, okay, let, let's let's start looking for the for the next thing in which I can kind of put myself under a bit of pressure, mm-hmm. you know, in which to in which to move on. And you, I guess you can you you can have like little elements of that within anything. But um, I I just like I was in college. I got involved in a skydiving club when um, I was teaching as well. I spent like two years leaving school early to travel to Sligo to jump on a surfboard to catch maybe two waves, and that was interesting and fun to get thrown around by the Atlantic Ocean. Um, which I, I I I don't like being too comfortable. Okay, yeah. so you picked like a really really scary and dangerous and unstable career for yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, but no, completely. but I'm not I'm not like obviously saying that in a bad way. But it's you know it, it keeps you kind of sharp. It keeps you that you're always I suppose thinking you have to go out and get things for yourself. Like you mm-hmm. guys have written this whole show. And you're, you know, you're going to go on stage, you're going to perform this whole show and you're, you're touring it and then you're, you know, that kind of way. Two dates is a tour, isn't it? We can three, call it a tour. Three dates. Three, three dates. dates. Yeah, three venues. Three mm-hmm. venues. What's the third venue? The so there's Dublin Athlone and... Letterkenny and Grey and On. In July. Of course, as part of the, course, part of the, festival. Part of the mm-hmm. festival. Okay, yeah. so it's totally a tour. You get to bring it home. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, I think, but I think that's a, like, you know, you're saying about getting too comfortable, but like, I think a lot of people kind of uh, particularly if they're very talented and it happens a lot in the DJ world like DJing would be similar to circus in that you have to practice again and again and again and again and again and you're constantly honing your craft and your music selection and the technical side of it and blah 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 and um there's that's why that's why we're all so pale <laughs> we spend yeah, a lot yeah, of time yeah. in the studio just yeah. like doing the same thing over Is and it over two o'clock in the morning again man. yeah I go, I go exactly um but i think that the mistake a lot of djs make is they um they think that that's enough that someone's gonna just come into their bedroom one day and go that was amazing i'm gonna give you loads of gigs you know that mm-hmm. kind of way so i think like it's a it's a good attitude and it's an important attitude that like if you if you want some like no one's gonna come and hand it to you you have to go out and mm. make it for yourself yeah you know yeah um so what have you got coming up then so after the show so black we'll give the actual dates because people don't always listen the second the podcast come out so the mm. uh, drake theater in blanchardstown mm-hmm. and that is the Fourth and yeah. fifth, fourth and of fifth. May, yep. and then at Blown twelfth and thirteenth, twelfth and thirteenth could have guessed yeah. that, and then up in Letterkenny, even the thing. Okay, it's it's yeah, sixth of July is Letterkenny. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. from Donegal, listening. and it's called How to Square a Circle, mm-hmm. and tickets are on sale now. Tell them where they can get the tickets, guys. Uh, Drake.ie and yeah, and um, the Dean Crow Theatre. Dean Crow Theatre. Or if easier, they can just go um, search How to Square a Circle on Facebook, and our Facebook page has yeah. all the details and, and it's got videos, videos and, and uh, videos of Ronan being cool. Yeah, it's mostly of Ashling because I'm behind the camera. <laughs> I haven't noticed that. <laughs> yeah, but you talk to it a lot, so you talk more than I do. Yeah, yeah, I have He's to always talk putting cameras Ash in my face. Talk. She's like Ronan, <laughs> and I'm like, now. what's this for now? <laughs> but no, he's been making really cool videos. He's been doing episodes of the making of the show. So it's currently two weeks behind where we are now. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we've just released a little bonus one of our uh, first day in Drecht, which is on Monday, our get-in day for the rig up and stuff. That's Mm -hmm. so cool. Yeah, that's a cool one. I like that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like you were saying, like you'll look back in a year's time and go, oh, yeah. Or maybe when you've done the show in loads of different places and you've tweaked and stuff, oh, yeah, remember we used to do that or that's got so much better or whatever. (laughs) Um, So after... The next couple of weeks, there's a break then before the one letter, Kenny. So what are you going to be doing then in between that? You were saying you're going to Toronto. I'm going to Toronto uh, for two going to, for two weeks. Yeah, we're going out with Riot out to uh, Illumin, Illuminato Festival. Illuminati <laughs> Illuminato Illuminato Festival don't That's say it. it three times looking in the mirror because they appear okay and, like, yeah. it's Illuminato put your face on a bank now Illuminato Festival yeah and they've <laughs> um, so the, the producer over there uh, came to the Vicar Street show uh, last year and essentially goes I want to build this in Toronto yeah. and so they're, they're building Amazing. a miniature Vicar Street over in Toronto oh, for us so wow. we, have, we have the venue for two weeks Hold on, back up the truck. They're bu- they're building you a vicar. St- so the, so a they're, they're not building the physical the structure, but they're creating the exact, oh, uh, yeah, that kind of exact, the exact layout. Yeah, so the wow. kind of um, 
cabaret tables, you know, where you can sit around and you can have the drinks yeah. and they had the balcony and then we jut out and we're kind of inside the crowd. So kind of Spiegel tent style, but just on a, on a larger Amazing. scale. An old opera, I think it was an old opera venue and they're just kind of spicing it up and, and giving it to us for the two weeks. Yeah. Oh my God. Amazing. And what about yourself? What are you going to um, do? I have one of those periods where I don't have any work, actually. Um, I kind of cleared my calendar for in case a contract came through, but I haven't got anything yet, so I might just take it off. <laughs> take mm-hmm. it off. See your husbands. You're like, hey, yeah. remember me? Like, hey. Well, I've currently got two people. St- we, I'm there at the moment because we're back in Dublin now. Um, but yeah, I've got two people staying as well. So he's like, I never get to see you. Oh, <laughs> take it off. Definitely take mm-hmm. it off. Um, and just if there are, well, hopefully there's loads of people listening now. They're like, I want to give this circus thing a go. Um, do you guys, are you teaching at the moment? Um, are you giving any classes at all? Not no. currently. I kind of cover for two fantastic schools in Dublin City. Uh taking flight which is out in Fibsborough and then on the south side uh, Ariel Cirque which is on Exchequer Street and they teach uh, all week <laughs> yeah uh, and so I cover for them a lot when they're when they need teaching but other than that I'm not teaching full-time okay but um, if anyone is listening and wants to like just get in touch with any of us and we mm-hmm. will uh, gladly direct you to your local yes. circus provider either in Ireland or outside of. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> there you go. What are you smirking at there now? He's <laughs> got a workshop coming up, hasn't he? He's got his calendar. Like, no, good, when's good, my, good. Workshop? When's yeah. my workshop? I have a workshop coming up in Galway, Galway Community Circus. Um, so we tried to have one there during the snow. And then everything oh. shut down and I was like, man, because I don't get to hold up workshops as often as I'd like. Um, but that's on the 14th and 15th of July. And that's totally open to brand new people, people who've never touched a cereal wheel before. And it's like so they that just want to So that is like a cereal for absolute beginners. Yeah. And it's over two days. And I find that to be really good. So go down to Galway for the weekend. So we'll do it on a Saturday and a Sunday. So on a Saturday, you'll get to try it. You get to sleep on it. And then when you sleep on something and try it again, you tend to get it so much faster. So sorry, not literally sleep. You're not sleep on so the cereal. Sleep on it. Okay, I was like, this is one of Ronan's crazy Snapchat challenges. He's gonna have loads of people sleeping on a cereal. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I get you now. I get you, you now. Yeah. By osmosis, you will learn how mm-hmm. to cereal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I've well, also actually got a workshop on oh. that. That reminded me uh, in Sligo on the twenty third and twenty fourth of June. And that'll be a hoop workshop followed by a fabric workshop Bam. on the 24th. And then the 23rd, I think I'm doing privates if anyone wanted like a one-to-one. Oh. And that's with Air, Remi- Acro Air Sligo or Air Remedy. They changed their name recently. I think it's Acro Air. It's it's your only one in Sligo and you get on, get on to yeah, Jane or get on to Ari down there. Yeah, Sligo, Circus, Ashing, look it up. So um, you are Anomaly Ronan? Anomaly Ronan on the Instagrams. Because mm-hmm. he used to be a personal trainer but he uh, made his people do too many pistol squats yeah. so they, yeah. all so they, all, they all left me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's not true but I love <laughs> spreading rumours. <laughs> and you are Ashling Ashling Kelly. Yeah, Kelly. but if you can't figure out how to spell that, if you can manage to spell anomaly, you should find <laughs> me in some of Ronan's. Like, so he tags me a lot, so you can get I'm over. Just Guys, it was an absolute pleasure. I feel like we didn't directly ask loads of fear-based questions, but we talked about scary things. Yeah, yeah. we kept within if the scared premise of, heights, of the podcast. This is a terrifying mm-hmm. podcast. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I didn't think of that. Floreal. Yeah, Floreal. Just stick. So you call floor. Ariel on the floor. God bless us. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for coming in. No Thank problem. You. Thank you, Claire. And that was episode seven of Fear Fun. I hope you enjoyed it. I had an absolute ball uh, with Ronan and Ashling. And thanks, lads, again for coming into the podcast. If you enjoyed it at home, uh, please do subscribe. And um, you can also rate and review as well on iTunes or whatever your chosen platform is. That would be great and makes your life easier because every two weeks, new little fair fun podcast just pops into your queue you don't need to worry about doing anything um i'm gonna be back in a couple of weeks um if you want to get in touch in the meantime you can follow us Mm-mm-mm, forgot what the twitter is have to look up the twitter um okay joe so for the people um if you would like to actually share um we because we did we did quite a few live shows at the start and um Really enjoyed having people get involved. So we were doing them in Bellow Bar in Dublin and you could fill in on your way in just what is your biggest fear? Do you want to talk about it? And then people would come up and um, 
they would talk about it a little bit. And it was fun. And we also had um, guerrilla problem solving as well, where we would take anonymous problems and try and solve them. And maybe that's something that we can bring back. Maybe we could go old school radio and have a caller hotline. All things to think about for the future. But if you would like to get in touch, you can um, email fearfunpodcast at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter as well at fearfunpodcast. Um, so yeah, if you'd like to get involved in some way, let me know. If not, please just continue to listen. Um, okay, um, have a great couple of weeks and I will be back with episode eight in the middle of May. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.